Hi, this is The Root Cellar, where we talk about the reasons why we choose to make, create, and continue to learn old-school homesteading skills in a modern world. I'm Andrea Nelson, a small-time farmer, a full-time teacher, and always a mother. And with me here is my co-host, Jolene O'Neill, who also wears mini hats, but also can crochet any hat. I would be careful about saying that. I don't want to get in over my head. (laughs) 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 Um, We like puns. Yes, we do. We're both uh, English teachers, and beyond puns, I'm always good up for a good alliteration, which you guys will find out. Mm -hmm. I'm into those alliterations. But um, I was the other day, I don't know what it was. I wish I could remember the word, but my son asked me if two words rhymed. And I was like, no, but they're assonant. And he's like, (laughs) he's five. And he's like, um what like, never mind you'll learn it later assonance is when the, yeah assonance is when the the vowels are the same in the middle but yeah anyway anyway beyond that yeah, yeah. we're so we're kind of super nerds so yeah. what has been going on with you the last couple of days i hear there's been bananas yeah it's been bananas at my bananas. house bananas yeah the B-A. other night um B-A-N, yeah um the other night my um there's a knock on the door and i was in the bathroom so my husband went outside and then i came out a minute later and there's a an entire case of bananas on the floor in the living room, like right by the front door. And I, what? And I go outside and he's showing off his new pickup to the neighbor who's brought us a whole case of bananas because that's normal. Yeah. Cause that's normal average yeah. everyday, um, happenstance, I suppose. And well, it turns out that he knows somebody who, um, is in the produce shipping business and they had a truckload of bananas that was, a little too warm or something and so so he had all these bananas that the the store wouldn't accept so i was gifted a case of them unexpectedly it was wonderful and i spent an entire afternoon slicing bananas and lucky for me i happened to have a huge food dehydrator so is it largest or the second largest (laughs) probably the second largest food (laughs) dehydrator yes my husband bought the food dehydrator and the canner and everything else um so usually we use it to dehydrate peppers though. So I was like, I double washed it before I, before I laid out all the bananas to make, to make banana chips. Yeah. Washed all the trays. There's like nine trays and it ended up being like eight bananas per tray. So I was slicing bananas for quite some time, but I brought the kids into it and they helped me lay them all out on there. And, and then I made banana bread and took it to school for all my kids. So, so how many dried, like how many bags of dried banana chips did you get, or did you put them in bags or jars? They or? were still not. Quite, oh, they're still drying. They were still drying. It takes quite some time. Um, so, it, I don't know how many bags. It's going to be like gallon bags, like probably four or five gallon bags full. Do you like banana chips? Well, I don't <laughs> eat carbs, so my kids do. It's like candy. It's like a and they don't get little snack. Yeah. yeah, they don't get very much candy nowadays. So, yeah. Tasty. I love banana chips, like the home do done ones. They're tasty. They're so the ones, sweet. but what is up with the ones at the store? I mean, you I have the know. ones at the store where they're like dry. It's crisp. almost like they're freeze dried or something yeah. instead of just dried. They have a nasty kind of texture. I'm like, this is not a banana chip. Well, I like those not, too, but ugh, ugh. but it's different. Yeah. But then uh, here we had some issues over here at the farm too. Oh yeah, tell always us about exciting, that. always exciting. So as you know, last week you mm-hmm. and I and our husbands went uh, to the big city for a concert. Mm-hmm. Well, before we left, being good little farmers, we made sure all the animals were fed, everything was ready to go to be left alone for a few days, and we were only gone overnight. So we get back the day after, we look at the animals, everybody seems fine, everything's good. The next day, my husband goes to feed the animals. He says, oh yeah, I think everything was fine, everything's good. 
next day, so we're into like day three by this point, I go to check on the pigs, which are close by the house. And the one pig puts up its head and seems fine. The other pig is in its pen and, and sleeping. And uh, so I don't even think about it. And then the next day I go back to check on the pigs again to give them some chicken scraps. And the pig that was sleeping the day before and possibly the day before that and possibly the day before that is still sleeping in the same position. Same position. <laughs> and I have my tennis shoes on. I'm getting ready to go to a meeting because, again, I'm not like full-time farmer. And so I'm getting ready to go to a union meeting for the school. Mm-hmm. And the pig pen is a pig pen. And it's all nasty. And I'm thinking, oh, crap. I don't want to get crap all over my shoes. And so I pick up a little rock. And I'm like, well, you know, I'm like talking to the pig. Come on, Faticus. Yes, his name. <laughs> you guys always have the best animal yeah. names. <laughs> I'm like, Faticus Rump. That's actually his full name. <laughs> Was his full name. Not to be a spoiler. Uh-oh. Yeah. It's Faticus. And so I like throw this rock at his back. The small rock people. So I wasn't trying to abuse the pig by all means. And I'm like, come on, Faticus. Nothing. I'm like, oh, my goodness and so i gingerly walk through the pig pen to their shelter where again he seems like he's peacefully sleeping and i kind of give him a little you know tap with my foot nothing i'm like thinking oh my gosh great and he's not stiff at this point there's no rigor mortis Mm -mm. left in him if anybody knows about that, it's like a three-day thing that you're mm-hmm. stiff for and then you go soft again. So it's been multiple days in which we just thought he was taking this wonderful little pig nap oh, in the shelter. Yes. Um, and so unfortunately... So you got to manhandle the pig out of there. I didn't have to, thankfully. <laughs> I had to go to a union meeting. So my husband, who again, he's not a farmer either, really. He's an attorney. So he comes home in his suit and everything. And I tell him, I text him as I'm leaving, uh, bad news, (laughs) Faticus Rump is no longer with us. (laughs) So so the pig known formally as Faticus Rump is no longer with us. And so he changes and has to go out there and pull the pig out of the pen as my son is watching, apparently, and uh, load him into the back of the trailer to dispose of him. And so now we have, we're down to one pig, Pua Cooney. Who's lonely, so we've been going out there to visit with him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, having kids who are used to having animals, that night I go up to tuck my daughter into bed. Mm-hmm. She's nine. And I say, you know, did, did Daddy tell you about Faticus? She goes, no, what What happened? I said, well, you know, we don't know. Like something happened to him. What happened? He could have had a twisted gut or, you know, heart attack or sick. We don't know. And... uh she goes, oh, no. She goes, I feel bad about Faticus. I'm like, I know I do, too. And she goes, but I'll be honest, Mom. I really am I'm upset because that means we won't have as much bacon. <laughs> <laughs> She's always been really realistic about that stuff. Oh, yeah. Well, it's not as bad as Charlie, who we were all yeah. sitting around Easter dinner, the whole family around the table eating ham from one of our pigs a couple mm-hmm. years ago. And... My stepdad says, oh, Charlie, is this meat from one of your animals? He goes, yes, we murdered them. (laughs) I said, well, that's called butchering, but okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess, Mm -hmm. yeah, if you want to be real grim about it. Yeah, we murdered them. we murdered him. We murdered Mm -hmm. them, yeah. When Gabriel was a lot littler, he used to... um Refer to the cows in the pasture behind us as as sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> yep. 
<laughs> yeah. eventually. Eventually, yeah. So yeah. poor Faticus is no longer with us. And he was my favorite pig, too. The other pig is so fat that its belly is, like, almost on the ground. Mm. And I think we're going to have to put him on a special diet, like, yeah, and reduce like no his weight more. a little bit. Yeah. Mm. And my first thought was, we're planning on having this big farm-to-table full pit pig barbecue in June. Mm-hmm. And are we going to have enough pork for everyone yeah. now that we are down a pig? Do I need yeah. to, like, Because it's not like you have 15 of them. No. Like, the two. yeah, you know, we only usually do raise two at a time. This was our first time doing heritage pigs. And um, and so, yeah, I was thinking, do I need to find in, like, a fill-in pig? Like, <laughs> a backup pig? <laughs> like, where can I find a pig at this, <laughs> like, last hour? Like, under- <laughs> like exactly. I, know, I probably so, wouldn't have as good of a name. I know. And then maybe that's why I'm upset. I'm like, why did the one with the best name? <laughs> I know. You're not to have Faticus the second. Faticus like, the second. Year, but maybe it's yeah, cursed. That's, yeah, that's, that's true. But. So, I, but then I saw so a course again. We talked about this in the last episode. How we find information as younger, mm-hmm. younger senior millennials. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm googling it. I'm going, okay. First of all, what happened to the pigs? I'm like trying to like figure yeah. it out. I'm like at this point, can't take it to the vet for an autopsy because I don't even know how long the pig has been dead for. Yeah, and you're so, like embarrassed. <clears throat> well, yeah. Exactly. So then I did ask the school's FFA teacher, like, okay, so this is the situation with the pig. And she's like, well, from the sounds of it, he probably just died of natural causes because of these different things. And so I'm not going to go into the gory details, but natural causes. So that made me feel a little better. And the other pig is healthy and fine and not sick. So that was a good thing. But again, so I'm trying to figure out if I'm going to have enough, you know, pork. So I'm trying to like look at all these like how to pit barbecue sites and these barbecue sites figuring out how much pork will this one heritage pig feed to all these people and then all the sites referring to depends on if you got hefty eaters or light eaters or regular average eaters I don't know is the majority of Morrow County hefty eaters or Umatilla County hefty eaters is Eastern Oregon full of hefty eaters light eaters or average eaters are we talking about like people from the south would that then be considered like yeah, they can't just here. give you a thing like six ounces per person or like. No, I'm mm. like, well, so anyway, I think we're going to be OK with just the one pig. But I am kind of like, if anybody knows, shout out there for a backup understudy <laughs> pig. We might need more pork. We might need more pork. Yeah. And unfortunately, sure heritage- of it around. I should just ask kids at school. Well, the problem is, is that heritage pigs take a whole year. Oh. And, you know. They'll be ready to butcher in June, Faticus and Pua were. And mm. now I can't get a new little heritage pig. It won't be ready. No. So I'll have to get a regular feeder butcher pig yeah. that's actually which not too young either. Which is more place. common, but they still take six months to feed out. And mm. we're four months away from barbecue day. See how complicated this stuff is? Farm life is complicated. And that's why... Yeah. Everything. Well, that's why today we're going to talk a little bit about... Time management. Yes. Something I'm really bad at. I don't think you're that bad at it. I do. (laughs) But but anyway, it's a matter of opinion. So, so yeah, that's the topic at hand. How do we manage our time and get all this stuff done? Because actually both of us tend to get that question a lot. I think you more than me. But um, during the Christmas season, when um, we're doing our bazaars, I get the question a lot. How do you have time to make all these hats? Yeah. Uh, Well, I don't just do that. 
I'm, I'm kind of a multitasker, so that's usually my question. Oh, I do it while I'm doing other things. You're not like sitting in a Keebler tree, just like cro- <laughs> crocheting hats. No, eating no, cookies I by it. a fire. I, I will crochet a hat with like one kid cuddled up to me on the couch under each arm, and then I'm doing. And when they were babies, I would have a baby on my chest and make a hat around them, kind of like <laughs> my arms around the baby and do that. So, um, so I'm also always multitasking like that. Well, now today you just started a blanket. Yeah, I just a started baby a blanket. baby blanket yeah. for somebody. And um, you just sitting and visiting with me, like before we started right. doing this, you already got like the first little corner of it done, just whipped right. it out, not even thinking about it. So people, you got to realize that she does all this without even looking down. And yeah. she keeps track and count and patterns. Sometimes and I do it at school too. Like I have a film class and so I'm making stuff during during school at that time. I'm well, you're grading, movies. of course. Actually, yeah, sometimes. <laughs> sometimes we're just multitaskers. That's kind of part of the thing is we just make yeah. sure we're doing all our stuff at once. And you um, always have a lot of projects going on at one time. So how do you manage that? Well, first thing I like to tell people, well, I actually don't tell people this at all. But if I could, if I was actually being honest, is I really don't like the idea or the word time management. Yeah. I never have like I hate the concept of I'm managing my time like it's some big boss like over over my head telling me this is what you have to do with your day it's like the principal from um what's that one movie by Roald Dahl with the little Matilda Matilda with the like writing crop yes now you will write lines now you will do math yeah and so when I think of time management I think of this as like this very cubicle scenario Mm -hmm. and I just push against that so much. Like I hate mm-hmm. being dictated. And anybody who really knows me and my husband can tell you this. I hate being told what to do by other people. Mm-hmm. I hate it. Mm-hmm. And time management seems like, even if it's myself doing it, it's like this enforced or this forced upon way of looking at how I spend my day or what I have to do. And I absolutely like buck against it. And so I've had to come up with other kind of rhythms and rhymes to how I do things. But I don't know. I mean, for you, time management, what... I mean, I don't know. I just feel like I'm always at critical mass all the time, like uh, with three little kids in tow all the time, trying to make sure things happen. Like today, for example, I went up to um, get groceries and everything. And I think um, you kind of especially living out here where we do where it's an hour to anywhere, you bundle your tasks. And so I had three different stores I needed to go to. And this is my once a week. I'm not I'm not like running out to the store on a Tuesday yeah. because I decide just decided I wanted to make a certain meal and I'm going to go buy the stuff. No, unless we're out of milk, we're not going to the store. Yeah. Um, so I had, I have a list of course for the grocery store. Um, and I do not forget the list and I make sure I know what with the little kids, especially that we get up in the morning we get in the car, they get something good for breakfast that they want to have, and they are placated completely so that they're not going to work against me. And we go to the most difficult store first and then work down our list, and they are bribed with a treat at the end. And I actually got my shopping done. I left the house at, I think, 9, and I was back by 2, that's which pretty, is really good when really it's an good. hour each way. That's very good. Much yes. better than me. So, you know, I had big intentions today. Like, oh, yeah, we're going to run to town. I'm gonna go grocery shopping, getting things for the class I'm teaching tomorrow. Oh, we'll stop at the Goodwill. We'll mm-hmm. stop here and there. And mm-hmm. so 
I do it the opposite. Instead of going to Safeway, it's cold enough. I could have went to Safeway first, the hardest place mm-hmm. first with the kids. Oh, mm-hmm. oh no. Why, why would I do that? Mm-hmm. Hey, kids, let's go hang out at the secondhand store for an hour and running around <laughs> looking at fun stuff. And then we'll go to Home Depot because that's always a great distraction for a five-year-old boy. <laughs> Oh, and then to make it even more interesting, let's go to a real antique store where there's all kinds of interesting things to break, in which Charlie got in trouble twice from the owner for trying to get into uh, a safe. Oh, boy. <laughs> so yeah. Like, oh. And then we went to Safeway, in which they yeah. just constantly go from one thing to another. Can we have Candy. this? Can we have yeah. that? No, it was pears. It was organic oh. pears, of all things. So expensive pears in January. <laughs> and I'm trying to talk to somebody else. Um, who actually might be a guest here in the next couple of weeks and yeah. trying to convince her of that. Oh, that's the other thing. You always run into people around here. Yes. <laughs> and so she's got her, she's trying to manage her two kids. I say We're hi to somebody ages, else. Yeah. Yes. Who also we know and who works with you mm-hmm. and she was at the store. And so I'm trying to say hi to her. My kids are going from the pears or Charlie, like where he's almost trying to take a bite out of one. I'm trying to stop him from that to my daughter. Who's like, Hey mom, is this your style? Hey mom, is this your style? And so I have a style of vegetable. I don't know. <laughs> style. She's seriously saying style. She's really into this. Like lately trying to like, is this pin. your style? French cut green beans. Yes, it is. <laughs> oh no, I'm not joking. Like this has been her thing. Like she's trying to pin down what she thinks is, my style and what I like. She's getting, she wants to be you. Yeah, she's getting mm-hmm. that age of like kind of admiration. So I kind of mm-hmm. like it, but it's kind of weird. <laughs> so like yeah, at the second hands for she's showing me like every denim shirt. So oh. I'm currently wearing a denim shirt. So yeah. the audience can know that. Like yeah. a denim button down. She's yeah. like, is Chambray, this your, yeah. she's like, is this your style? I'm like, well, yeah, it kind of is, but I already have three. <laughs> <laughs> See, right on the nose. <laughs> Good job, though. You got that. Or she's like yeah. holding up. So I collect ugly not always ugly, but paintings. They have to be real paintings, usually some sort of landscape mountain yeah. scene. And I have a hall upstairs called the the Hall of Shame. Yeah. <laughs> and my friends know this. They collect paintings for me. Yeah. Well, today I said, okay, guys, go look for Hall of Shame paintings. Send them down that aisle. And she, she found me my Hall of Shame painting today. Mm-hmm. But is this your style? Is this what mm-hmm. you want? Everything, is this your style? So then you know, it goes over to the grocery store. The same thing. The same thing. Grocery. Yeah. Like, first of all, we're in the bread section. She's like, I I know you like these, you know, baguettes or whatever. Is this your style? And I'm like, well, not <laughs> lately. I'm trying not to eat that. But yeah, that's my style for sure. And then yeah. we're in the vegetable section. I'm trying to talk to my friend again. Charlie's mm-hmm. trying to steal all the organic pears. And Lita's running up to me with like bags of Brussels sprouts or Is whatever. This Is this your style? <laughs> for sure, kid. Vegetables are my style. But, uh, yeah. yeah. So in those situations, time management, it's, it's out the window. It's kind of out the window. I was hoping to leave home at like, hmm, I think I left it like 10 and I was hoping to be home by like one. So mm. like two hours, it's about 35, 40 minutes, two and a half yeah. hours of shopping. Didn't get home until like two thirty. So it, yeah, sometimes it goes better than other times. But that's okay. But that's okay because we still get our stuff done. I could probably go three weeks without ever going to a grocery store besides the milk because because I have so much food stocked up all the time. Yeah. But, um, <clears throat> but then, I don't know. Also, it's like taking time for yourself. Yeah. Um, I, I am very much, I'm kind of cheap. And <laughs> I don't like to spend money if I don't have to. A lot of times I always think like I could 
what else could I be spending this money on? And so, or I could make that. Right. Oh, didn't I do that the other day? You were over at my house. I was like, I was like, oh, I need a rug for the bathroom. And, um, I think, I think I'll just make one. I'll just get some cotton yarn and I'll do this. I'm like, wait, I could literally buy a bath rug for like $3. (laughs) (laughs) Why do I need to spend like three hours making a rug and all the yarn, the yarn yarn costs more than that. So yeah, no. And we're, we like sat there and talked about it for like five minutes. Like, like, Oh, well I would have to buy cotton yarn because the acrylic yarn just wouldn't absorb the water. And then, and I'm saying, no. oh, but it'll, it might get too heavy when yeah, it gets it might, wet. Yeah, and then, would be a problem. Just, yeah. How long would it take to dry? No. Do people have these conversations? Somet- sometimes <laughs> it's like um, you. some things aren't worth it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but then um, the one my husband always says to me is like, like he's always telling me to get a babysitter for stuff. He's told me to get a babysitter to go to the grocery store before. And I'm like, why would I do that? That's a waste of money. I would That would cost, you know, $30 or something. Yeah. And, when I can just take them with me, but then they make me pull my hair out and, yeah. And, um, but maybe he's right. Maybe I should like occasionally at least. Yeah. And then, you know, get a nice coffee drink and go for it and like actually spend time reading the backs of things that yeah. are usually being knocked out of my hands while somebody's pulling someone else's hair and begging for the samples, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, so maybe sometimes it is worth it. Yeah. I think so. Um, for sure. I, you know, and you know that I'm a proponent of like trying to take time for yourself and and find ways to take care of yourself. And I've told you this before that sometimes, you know, we get summers off parts Mm -hmm. of summers off at least. And being out here on the farm, especially there's so much to do during the summer and Mm -hmm. it's not just working in the garden or with the animals or teaching classes, but the summers I use a lot of that time to do a lot of my like inventory online work mm-hmm. um, re- and on top of that just your normal household paying the bills doing all of that and so a couple years ago especially when Charlie was only three and he was just into everything I couldn't keep him out of anything mm-hmm. yeah I paid for them to go to the babysitter one day a week just mm-hmm. so that I would have a day to get stuff done without having to manage kids but also then I could spend a couple hours in the afternoon reading a book or, you know, having a glass of wine or watching whatever I wanted on TV without having to hear, I don't want that put on whatever ABCD on the Disney Channel. Like, yeah. it was it was definitely worth it. Um, in the past, you know, I've had a house cleaner on and off that has helped me when I've been busy. Um, when I was working my doctorate degree, I was just swamped with school. Mm-hmm. And I had two little kids and I needed somebody to help change the sheets every couple weeks and yeah. do the floors and that types of stuff. Um, and now that things have slowed down, the kids are getting older. I don't need that anymore, but I'm a huge proponent for if you can afford it, yeah. if you can make it work for you, do things that are going to make it so you enjoy your family more. Yeah. That's it, probably the big lesson. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, um, with the craft bazaars for me, because this year my husband was away couple times or or just couldn't get away from work i mean sometimes he works seven days a week so even when he's home so there were a couple times it was like i i had to get a babysitter to go do the craft fairs and i was like well that's gonna cut into my profit margin you know is it even worth it and he's like and he knows from when i when i come home from a craft bazaar i'm completely energized because it's not just the making the things but it's the fact of like talking to people about your creative outlet 
that is really fulfilling. So I come home from those and I'm just like glowing, I'm sure. And so, so he's like, yeah, that's, that's worth it. Which is funny. And our listeners should know that you're completely much more of an extrovert mm-hmm. and I'm much more of an introvert mm-hmm. in, in some ways. And right. so the craft fairs for me, I enjoy them, but they're hundred percent draining. Mm-hmm. I get home and I'm exhausted yeah. and I don't want to talk to any other person. I don't want to smile anymore. I don't mm-hmm. want to interact at all. Like I'm done. Right. Right. But I love it. Yeah. So it's just, it's, it's just kind of funny. Like we both go and often we're there together working together and mm-hmm. you're get more and more energized as the day goes on and I yeah. get more and more drained. Yeah. And I just, like, I forget to eat when I'm at those yeah. things cause I don't even care. I don't care. As long yeah. as there's coffee, I'm cool. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, going back to what we're kind of trying to roundabout talk about today with time management, how do we get those things done? And people do ask me all the time, how do you do it all? How do you do all these things? And I told you earlier, a lot of that has to do with my philosophy on time. I will not let time get in the way of the things I want to do. Like Mm -hmm. time is a really abstract concept and I make time for the things that I want to do. And I'm always busy. I guess that's the key too. Like I'm constantly, no matter what I'm doing, I'm constantly working towards getting something done. Yeah, it's something productive. You're not sitting on your phone playing solitaire like I was doing last night. <laughs> well, and we've talked about screen time a little bit. Like I'm really yeah. trying to reduce my screen time. And because I do try to keep up on social media for my farm and my business and things that are right. going on there, that's really drawn me into it a lot more than I actually really like to be, um, which is hard because then I could only be spending 15 minutes checking and doing things and I end up... 45 minutes an hour because I get distracted and start reading articles that are coming up Mm -hmm. or I start seeing who did what and what's going on. And, you know, um, so social media is a huge distraction and time killer. So in my family, we were starting and trying a new thing. I don't know if I've talked to you about this yet. I don't know. It's called no tech Tuesday. Oh no. This is cool. Yeah. So as a family, obviously, well, while we're at work and at school, we have to interact and be on the oh, computer yeah. and do everything. Um, and my husband with his job, he's always on call. But when we get home from work Tuesdays and from school, nobody, including the kids, no TV shows, no tablet time, no phones, nothing. Mm. Now our phones are on in case of an emergency. And I will glance at mine occasionally just to make sure there's nothing major. But... um. Yeah, and so then we have to fill our Tuesday evenings just hanging out with each other. I mean, the kids do their homework, or Lee did us their homework anyway, but we've been doing crafts, we play games, visit, mm-hmm. do dance parties. <laughs> um, I have an old record player, I collect old records, and so we play old records, dance, whatever, and that sounds like really corny probably, but I think it's a good thing to do with the kids to see for them to see that that you don't have to constantly have a screen available to do things and for us all to interact and have some good deep conversations as a family um Mm -hmm. it's been good and it's new so we're trying it out and hopefully it'll get easier because it's really hard i'll be honest it's extremely hard harder for just and i than it is for the kids yeah it's really hard not to look at your well yeah and because they're used to having someone tell them the rules and follow the rules and as adults you make your own rules so yeah it's a little harder it's hard to keep your phone plugged in and not look at it like it's one thing 
I guess most nights I'm not like staring at my phone all night, but you're still, I'm checking it constantly, yeah. like checking, just checking on things and not right. to even be checking is hard. Yeah. I'll, I feel like, um, I don't know when my husband is gone, I'll end up on the phone a lot more because he'll want to call in the evening and talk to me. Well, we don't really like necessarily talk the entire time, but I'll like have him on the phone and I'll set it in the middle of the table and he'll like listen to us eat dinner from, from, you know, Texas or wherever. So, and he's doing whatever he's doing. Yeah. Sometimes eating, sometimes working on, yeah. you know, the stuff he does, but, but so but that doesn't that really count as phone time. I know, but then it's right there and then I'm not doing other stuff. So I'm trying as I, as this gets to be more of a habit, for for a while, it was like, I'm thinking like, okay, well, I'm on the phone. I have to be yeah. on the phone. But then I've decided to start putting it on speakerphone and then doing other stuff at the same time. I can actually accomplish a lot of stuff with somebody on speakerphone. Yeah. <laughs> like with the bananas the other day, I was talking to my mom the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> Please don't do what my mom does, though. And she tries to sew things while I'm on speakerphone with her. Oh, and no. The only thing I can hear is... Nothing noisy, no. I always tell her, I'm like, mom... Please stop. I cannot yeah. hear anything. She's like, I'm almost done. I'm almost done. Just, have to do just one more scene. Yeah. <laughs> or she'll yeah. be cooking in the kitchen. Same thing sometimes. I'm yeah. like, I should be like frying something. And I was like, oh. here's <laughs> bacon. Yeah, I'm like, oh, just yeah, no, take me that. off of speaker. Not that. I guess the one other thing I um, want to say about it is like, I try to break things into little chunks. Just little chunks. Yeah. So, because I don't, I don't like doing dishes or folding laundry. I'm trying to make sure that I fold the laundry one load at a time. It's kind of my new motto: one load at a time. Yeah. Because. And my thing is, I break it up, but I, I really have this kind of, I don't know, loosey goosey approach. Mm-hmm. And for our listeners to know, like my house is fairly clean. Yes, like, it is. Yeah, like I keep my house pretty clean, and I'm pretty particular about where things go and keeping things organized. Yeah. And the way that I do that is instead of planning everything out, so to speak, I just, as I'm in a room, I'm constantly just picking things up. And so I have a little boy. So if I go in the bathroom and I notice he's dribbled around the toilet, I just clean it up right then. I like keep the things in the bathroom that I need to do that. Baby wipes or bleach spray or whatever. And I just clean things up. I was telling you like when I wash my face at night and I have the wash rig, already hot and soapy when I'm done then I just take it and like I wipe around the um the the baseboards of the bathroom or off the countertop or like the tile around the bathtub and just then throw it in the laundry and so I'm just constantly cleaning but in these little tiny increments like oh I spent five minutes picking up the bathroom mm-hmm. and then I'm in the living room I spend a few minutes picking things up or dusting and so it's not this overwhelming large task I right even like you said, breaking it up, but I would say it's almost like micro tasks. Mm-hmm. They're so little, like tiny little tasks. And it's just constantly getting done. And then occasionally right. like Sundays is usually <clears throat> our cleaning day. We do the bigger stuff. Right. That's the kind of yeah. habits I need to learn. Cause I'm not, I'm not good at that. I'm you and your husband are both pretty naturally tidy. <laughs> That's a nice and, way of putting uh, it. <laughs> and, the, and my husband and I are not neither one of us. And yeah, and my husband's more structured than I am. So he mm-hmm. likes things to be extremely structured around that and likes to know this is what we're doing. This is the schedule. I'm not as near as structured, so he helps me with that. But mm-hmm. I am much tidier, actually, than he is. Mm-hmm. And so together it kind of 
it works. Yeah. It definitely, we get a lot done. I am much, much more often, I will be the one to like just throw stuff out. Like we're throwing things away. He's not going around the house like throwing things away and picking up and doing that. Right. But he's like making sure the dishes get done and making sure the laundry is always going. To yeah. me, that's like boring. I'm like, why not? It's scheduled. Like, <laughs> you don't want to waste your time. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to waste my time having to go do the laundry and like making sure dishes are getting done. That seems like so scheduled. Like you're doing the same thing three times a day. Yeah. Boring. Yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, I'll wash the, you know, windows and do the floors. And as long as it's a different task, I get bored super easily. So I have yeah. to constantly be busy. Which is why you have five thousand hobbies. Yes. <laughs> yes, I like to be very busy, but. Well, I think we've probably talked around the topic enough, and yeah. I'm sure it'll come up a lot more. Yeah, it will. Because this is something I think all people have to, everyone has to work with and deal with, but especially if you're someone like us who's interested in homesteading skills, parenting, mm -hmm. taking care of yourself, self-sufficiency, running a house, any of these the things, balancing the act. balancing act of it all. Um, before we go, just one little tip. This is one thing that we do on a regular basis in my house that really helps with kids. We live in a two-story farmhouse. And so during the week, we keep it a basket at the bottom of the stairs. And we just kind of fill the basket as the week goes on with things that need to go back upstairs because they just tend to kind of merge. Things come down, things go up that aren't supposed to be in those two zones. A couple times a week, we take the basket up. Everybody unloads the basket, takes things to their own rooms. That We take things that are upstairs, fill the basket, take it down, and we kind of do this trade back and forth all week. And then um, on Sundays, we do like a mega up-down basket swap. And you can do it a couple ways. Like we kind of use whatever we have as a basket. Basket is a really loose term mm -hmm. here. Sometimes it's a laundry basket, especially on Sundays because they're big. So we can throw shoes in. We can throw coats. We can show throw everything that we need but during the week those small baskets I have like a large wicker basket so it doesn't look like you just keep like a laundry basket in the middle of your you know by your stairs so just kind of a little tip especially if you live in a two-story house really easy way to just be that constant kind of micro organizing and making people clean up after themselves and and do that and I think even in your situation you live in a one-story place but kind of that halfway point in your house where things are going from one place to another like having a basket for the kids to put toys in if they're in the front room to always take back or something. Oh, I have a tip for that. I figured out when I was pregnant with my third. Oh. Sweep the toys into the toy room. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally what I did because I couldn't bend over anymore. And I they and Gabriel and Rhiannon were so little that they they weren't old enough to. I just swept them all into the into the they have a room for toys well i think on that note that's a great <laughs> place to end this podcast just sweep the anyway. toys away uh, thank you you've been listening to the root cellar and we've got one more episode to kick off this first week and you don't want to miss it it's probably the funniest one days of our livestock next on the root cellar thanks for listening thanks for listening